Hello, world. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Everyday Folks Radio. I'm Billy B.J. Jones, your host, and it's with, with great pleasure we bring you this exciting episode. Throughout our seven years of existence, I've had the chance of meeting extraordinary individuals who obviously are making an impact on the world, but have an impression, especially on me. And today's special guest is very special to me. So I've had the pleasure of working with her, serving as a, her friend and colleague in, a, in, our, in, our, in our professional writing experiences. But today is not about who we are, it's about her. Luz Agudelo was born in Zaragoza, a small town in the mountains of Colombia, and currently resides in Miami with her six rescue cats. Luz is the author of the children's book on bullying, Out Loud, June's Venture, and she facilitates family workshops in English and Spanish on positive parenting topics. She holds a bachelor's in psychology and a master's degree in public administration from Florida International University and completed the coursework for the Certified Professional Coach Program at the University of Miami's Division of Continuing and International Education. This truly is an author who deserves all recognition and applause. I welcome you, my dear friend, Luz, to Everyday Folks Radio. Lee, thank you so much for having me. You are so fantastic and, and, and humble to, for your introduction. Thank you. You're very welcome. And I did exactly the same things. And I have to share this with our listeners. Luz and I are members of the South Florida Writers Association. We met in the South Florida Writers Association meeting, folks. I just got to share that, Luz. And I remember the day. It was one of my early meetings, too. Luz, do you remember that? You sat right next to me. <laughs> that room was packed. It was an exciting time because we were taking it all in, right? The experience. But from that journey of being together, being members, being on the board together and, and contributing in that regard, we watched each other grow in incredible ways. And I've watched you grow. And so you've been doing a lot of incredible work with your work, your book, which I have, by the way, over here on the shelf somewhere. And so since its release, how have things been for you? Oh, well, be, uh, it's been a, a journey, <laughs> like, like the name of the book. Um, it's because I, I work with children, I work with families, and for me, I, something that I started to notice is that some parents, even though they have the book, they started making me comments like, I don't know how to address the topic. Just besides reading the book, I don't know how to make it work or how to sustain a conversation with my child about these topics, and that's when the idea of creating a workshop, around, three different workshops around the book, not directly to the topic of the book, but uh, around the topic of bullying, around the topic of uh, having a healthy friendship, and about the topic of having a positive inner dialogue for, for kids, and starting to develop those that kind of um, inner kind of thinking. Because mm -hmm. many kids internalize negative dialogues or negative messages or things. Not everybody, but some of them do, and how to address that. So mm. I ended up creating this workshop around these three topics and also a coloring book. It's an activity book that can last 30 days. So kids can work on that and do coloring and it's kind of more fun and more easy for the parents to address those topics and have mm -hmm. those meaningful conversations with their kids. 
Mm, you're touching on a very special topic. I, I will share with you as an mm -hmm. elementary kid, I was a very popular kid through high elementary through high school. But in the early years, yeah, there were a couple of small stages where I was the kid tried to bully me. And I remember distinctly not knowing what to do or who to turn to because I didn't want to seem weak. Um, I, I didn't want to feel like I couldn't defend myself. And even more so, I didn't want to be a tattletale. You know, all these things. And June mm -hmm. covers all that. You know, in your book, I've seen that you really take her through this venture to help her show her that it's okay to, to, to stand up for yourself. It's okay to say no. And have you, as you were creating this character, what drew you to do this? You said that you work with many kids. Do you have a personal experience yourself as it relates to June, the character? Yes, when I was little. <laughs> I mm. think that we all did that between third grade, first grade. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the funny thing is that it wasn't when I trained bully, it wasn't that obvious. It was more like uh, re uh, aggressive relationships. Like mm. they would exclude you from this. Or if you don't do what I ask you to do, then I won't be your friend and kind of thing. So it's confusing because you don't know in what's going on and you right. start. Um, thinking that maybe I'm not worth as a person, I'm not worth as a friend because they're my group of friends are rejecting me. And you start internalizing those messages, even though it's not explicit, nobody's actually telling you that. In some cases of bullying, kids are actually telling those negative messages to the other kids. So that's, when, that's why it was important for me because the topic came out one over and over again, over and over again uh, as an adult. And not only within the context of school, but I started to notice that even friends that have children that go to school, there was bullying among the parents. Wow. <laughs> some cliques and cl parents, some group of parents will exclude other parents. And it was like, wow, what is this? I thought that after middle school, they would, this will be over. And then you see it on work environments as well. And then right. it's like, well, we, we need to teach skills that are going to help us have more healthy interaction from all perspectives, not just from, not just from the perspective of the bully, which is the receiving end, but also from the perspective of the child that has some aggressions that do not know how to express that or their frustration. So I, I thought that it was meaningful for me to address that. Mm, thank you for sharing that. And throughout this incredible journey, I've always admired the work of children's and young adult writers because you have two realities to build not only the literal the written aspect of what you do but also the visual you know bringing the story to life especially for younger audiences who are trying to understand or maybe even more so they're developing their own languages so who inspires you to continue creating because you continue to do this you do it not only with the book but also with june the doll i've seen her and mm -hmm. who, who or what inspires you to create all that you do it's it's a, a mixture between my own personal uh, development because I've been mm -hmm. to therapy. I've been. I I also have some difficult experiences in my childhood, besides bullying. So every time that I do do my inner work and also I'm working outside with other people, I notice some topics that are like that need to be addressed. And I think that storytelling, especially when it's um, it's in a it's narrated in a fantastic way 
it kind of like help people to understand because it's like you are talking to their unconscious, not to their conscious directly. Mm. Very good point. In fact, because of your extraordinary work, you get to watch on the sideline the behavior, some of the cognitive lives and thoughts of people. And that is, there's power in that. And do you find yourself, even of all the people you meet and the children you meet, like other stories or ideas emanate from that? You know, are you like, it's like moments where you should be working (laughs) and helping and serving. You're also like, wait, this is a great moment that I could perhaps capture in another, another book on another platform or identity. Have you had those moments in your creative experience? Yeah, and I, I actually, I have, like, I'm completing a new work, mm-hmm. which is very addressing the fear of being alone in the darkness. And then you realize that even as, adult, as an adult, we still have that anxiety of feeling lonely or alone. And, and I have people that are, like, grandparents that they enjoy reading the book, even though they're adults. So lately I've been thinking I'm writing for your inner child, not just a kids, children, but the inner child of every person that wants to read this story. And even though it's fictional, because it's a fictional character, she represents many of us in those moments where we didn't know how to process when we were being excluded or bullied or rejected for being different or not fitting into a certain, with certain, a certain group. I appreciate your saying that because even every time I read children's literature, yes, I'm so removed as an adult from what I previously experienced. I'm okay now going back there. It's almost as if these the, the children's literature that I read, especially yours, it allows me to deal with my own childhood trauma and, and help me realize my now, what has evolved or perhaps carried over into my adulthood. So I appreciate your saying that, especially. And so as you continue to move forward with your works, you mentioned that you're working on other works and things like that. I think it's very important for people to understand that Luz is very dynamic, folks. And and last summer, I'm going to share this, Luz, you and I had a pleasure of being featured here as Miami Authors and the Art to Save Lives Contemporary Gallery. Remember that? It was last June, actually. And it seems like yesterday... But yes. it was literally a year, nearly a year as of next month. What was that experience like for you to be able to now, in an art exhibit, showcase June and her venture? Um, I like art in all forms, as you may notice, but probably the, the listeners are not seeing. I have a, a cat. Mm-hmm. I, I painted one of my cats. I also love to paint. So it was wonderful when I, I got the honor to be invited to participate in that exposition at the gallery. And even though I am not the illustrator uh, for John's Venture, I didn't do those illustrations, I, I had the chance to show the work of, the real work of the illustrator, because I brought the actual initial drawing with some of the text. And I thought that it was amazing because we can see literature not only from the perspective of the written work, but also in that different way different perspectives. And a lot of folks don't know this too, is that the Art to Save Lives Contemporary Gallery folks, it also rescues animals. It's a it's an art gallery with the mission that all of its efforts and proceeds go to support animals. And Luz, that relates very much to what you do. You rescue cats in particular. 
And so yeah. you remember that day as we were walking around, it was really nice to just walk up to the exhibits. And I'm painting this picture for our audience members. Walk up to the exhibit and read excerpts of the book. And I have to share, folks, June had her own wall. <laughs> I loved it. And, it, and and the book is so beautiful. You have to see the pastel colors. I mean, your book choice, your cl- colors are amazing. But to see it framed on a wall in an art exhibit and people who had never been introduced to June going up and reading. And I remember one particular colleague of mine, another author colleague, she and her husband were having a whole conversation. Oh my gosh, I remember that time. Your book triggered conversations. It encouraged conversations about past experiences that associate with June. That was super cool. And I, you and I, we were having fun and, and reading other authors as well, making connections and networking. But we've never done anything like that. Have you ever been part of an experience similar to that, that allowed us as writers to share our artwork, our, our gift, our, our contribution in that way? No, this was something completely new. I'm, I'm so glad because you were the one who introduced me to that possibility. And You're yeah, welcome. it was wonderful, especially because of the, all the proceeds were going to support animal rescue. I, I was super down to it. And, and thank you, Luz. And for our listeners, the Artist Elias Contemporary Gallery has recently relocated. Yes, they left Luz. So she relocated mm-hmm. to another city um, to start and continue the work there. But Miami's not forgotten. And it's in it, the first ever done was here. So we're very grateful and I'm very proud of you for participating in that. Luz, in the recent year, you've been very active. I've seen you on Spanish television. I've seen you on radio. You've been doing a lot of incredible things and showcasing the incredible work of what you do. How are those other communities and spaces receiving your audience members? Are you gaining more audience members through that experience as well, too? Yeah, since my book is written in English and Spanish, last year I was on a tour, if you can call it like that, to a couple of uh, schools in Colombia, Medellin, the ciudad where I'm, I was, I'm from. And I wasn't born in Medellin, but I, I, I moved there since I was 15. And I, I was conducting different works with children from third grade, fourth grade, and fifth grade, and also with kids that were attending in, in technical school after they graduated from high school. And, and at the beginning, I was kind of hesitant because I was like, no, my book is for children eight to 12. And these, these other are like, there were like between 18, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. But it, there's still like, some of them were reading the book and, and their tears were coming down their, che- their cheeks when they were reading it. And, and you can feel that they were, it was a safe space when we were doing all the the circle the circle work and getting together to comment on on our experiences it was a very healing experience so it it was more than just reading and comprehend reading comprehension it was uh, like a very healing moment for them and for me Mm. and even with the kids of intergrade i remember the one occasion i asked them to do um to group themselves in like four different uh, teams and they excluded two girls. <laughs> mm. So we started just from there. I was like, wow, well, how do you think that she feels because you think nobody wanted to include her? And it was exactly like seeing the same situation then in June. So we had a chance to read that first chapter and then reflect back, how can we do this different now if I ask you again to team up? 
So they were more willing to say, come, come join me. And, and the whole dynamic changed. So it's very dynamic. It's not just a book that you're reading and, and they may get bored about it. But if you present it in a fun way, it's a, it's a great opportunity for learning. And that's the, I love the way you just, you took that moment of immediate immersion or observation of the phenomenon of, of, of this moment, this isolating of a student and made it a teachable moment. Because sometimes we don't realize, I, don't, I, I would say that some kids obviously and people intentionally do what they do, but sometimes folks don't, they're unaware of their own biases or their own behaviors. And so the unintentional aspects, I love the fact that you were able to call it out make light of it and make it a teachable moment to bring and bring everyone together, bring a sense of community. That is so special. That's true teaching, Booz. I want to share that with you. That is incredible. What you're doing is not only transforming lives through your literary work, but you're also teaching people like, hey, this is a way for us to really embrace humanity and not just just ostracize it. I thought that was super Mm -hmm. cool. Kudos to you on that. And so as you're as you're moving forward and all the things that you're doing and June will always be special. We'll never forget our first books, right? First book <laughs> no. is the one that it's like our pride and joy. It's our first introduction to the literary world. It means so much, but obviously more come. So if, if someone had never read June and heard this podcast for the first time and wanted to know what was the ultimate message of out loud June's venture, what would you want that message or to be or to resonate with that person? Uh, learning to accept yourself, to be happy on your own skin. And once you do that, it's more easy for you to understand and respect the other. Yeah, and embrace their, their qualities and the things that you may not like so much, but it's more easy for you to be to, to be respectful of the differences out there once you do the same with yourself. Mm. Have you considered doing this as well? This is an off topic a bit, but taking June and doing it only with a professional group, like of adults, like a workplace, like professional development. I'm only throwing that out there because I could see, and I may even tap you for this, for my author world and my professional world as a professor to bring you in, to have a conversation. Because like I said earlier, the children's literature and the messages and themes behind them are great on-ramps for self-discovery in adulting of the things that we may or may not have ever addressed when we were children. Would it, would you be That's open true. to an idea like that? Yeah, yeah, of course. And like I mentioned to you, when I went to this technical school in Colombia, at the mm-hmm. beginning, I was kind of hesitant, but because um, I, I went to psychology, I went to the university to study psychology in Colombia too. So a girlfriend of mine, she was a psychologist in that, in that school. And she was like, they're going to really appreciate you. I was like, That's for kids. But it really worked well. It was fantastic. It was beautiful. And I love it. And they were, when we finished, they were hugging each other. Some of them were crying and happy at the same time. It was very healing. I was was really surprised for their response. Because there were like other kids. So I I think that it will work for adults as well. I feel that what you just said too is absolutely right. And it will transform lives and heal people. And you have cats and you rescue cats. <laughs> are any of your future works, are you considering making that, making your cats part of the show or part of the story as a focus, like the focus of the character? Because I've seen you folks, you have to see her. What she does is amazing. Luz is such, 
um, Luz and my better half connect so well because of their love and interest in cats. But what she does more is not just, oh, I love a cat. I have one. You actually, actually rescue them. You take them in and make them family. So are any future works potentially going to feature a cat? <laughs> I have an idea based on my six cats. Uh, but I also, um, sometimes I do fostering, like when girlfriends rescue cats. Sometimes I, like last December, I was fostering like 12 kittens. It was crazy. <laughs> wow. Wow. And then because she had to travel and I, she didn't have anybody to cover for her. And mm-hmm. I, every day I see two colonies of cats outside. They're like about 15. And I have friends that donate food to me on a monthly basis. But I also did a coloring book related to cats. In, as a, it's on Amazon uh, as a way to raise funds for the food, to afford oh. the food that I, I give to those kitties. I have to donate and listeners do the same. In fact, Luz, how can fans reach you? I'll be posting in our, on the, in, in the social media. And of course, throughout the podcast platforms, um, your social media handles, but is there any immediate preferred handles of social media or email you would like to share with folks? Listeners, this is a great way for you to contribute, not only for reading June, but also for helping mm-hmm. support her interest in rescuing cats. Am I... Instagram is L-U-Z-A out loud. Very easy. And it's easy. And folks, it is stunning. You should see her Instagram. It's so cool. And it's so rich with beautiful images of not only the work, but all the great, incredible things that Luz does in and around the community and with the, the, her creations. Luz, you already mentioned what's coming next for yourself in terms of several little projects. Do you find, just a quick question, and a quick answer would be fine. Do you find sometimes that your creative interests, I could be creative all day. Like ideas come at the most inopportune time. But do you find like, oh my goodness, I want to be creating. I wish I had more time to do this. And if I did, I think I'd be in trouble, me. Because I'd be creating, 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 and I can get lost in the cycle of, I can incubate ideas all day but something has to get done. Do you feel that way sometimes with the ideas that may generate from all the things that you do and all the exposures or the things you want to take, not only your creativity, but also launching other aspects of creativity? Yes, I have a lot of ideas, but there's some that stick around and at the end, I have to, I have to concrete them. And that's my project now. Like, cause there's like two years ago, I did a DNA test. I've been as a part of this, inner healing, personal grow, uh, growing work that I've been doing. I've been like also connecting more with my ancestry, learning about my grandparents and their stories and asking my mom and my aunties their stories. And, and I have like a huge mix in my DNA. I'm like some part, a native Colombian, native Mexican, native Peruvian, also from Italy, I'm I'm black too, and Asian as well. So it's all over the place. How cool! <laughs> and, I, and I wanted to to honor that those roots, to honor uh, my ancestors because because they existed. I am alive, and and part of that honoring, I wanted to write something related to to the story of Colombia, to the mythics and stories that I grew up, I, I heard when I was growing up, mm-hmm. but with an updated perspective. 
Mm, I love that. I think that's going to be great. Well, you know, you have a fan in me, but that takes a lot. You know, for, let me share this to listeners so you understand. We writers do lots of research, whether it be with our whatever it is that we're interested in. We really get immersed into that culture of evidence and artifact diving to find out and learn. Because the more we do, it's almost like the spirit of those experiences begins to like emanate within us. And we find and channel it into our artistry. And I think that's special because you're like making loose ventures here. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> June, we love you. But I think Luz's story is even more, it's just as compelling, if any. But that takes a special person to do that because you have to be in a certain place of your life today in order to do that. And, you know, some folks may not be ready to go and, 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 and explore places because it may also reveal things that we may or may not want to know. But you're mm -hmm. like all in and that's super cool. And I'm very proud of you for that. Good luck in that regard. Thank you. And like, even when I do my personal coaching, because even though I'm a coach, I also have to, I do coaching. Like mm -hmm. I get coaching for myself and I go to therapy and I have done different kind of kinds of therapy from the more traditional to the more different like shamanic therapies and, and things like that. And it always goes back to you and, and facing the darkness. And, and something that I've been switching a lot mm -hmm. is the reframing my relationship with the unknown, with the darkness, with I don't know what is that. It's all dark. It's scary. I'm alone. I'm stepping into a place that I don't know where it's going to lead me. This path, but uh, embracing it as a, as a seed. A seed comes from the ground and it's dark and it, she's alone and she has to grow. And like changing that negative uh, narrative about the dark and scary and something bad is going to happen. Monsters are going to come out. But instead of seeing it as a space for creation mm. and, and no as a fear, but as a, an excitement. It's excitement. I'm going to create something new. I know that I don't know yet what's going to happen, but uh, let's do it. Be excited uh, about it. Luz, that's awesome. You just also described June. That's exactly what <laughs> June does in the book. It's address and face the unknown, but face it with gusto and opportunity. And I think that's so important for adulting, folks. And Luz, this has been so amazing. This conversation in just a few minutes, I feel like you were coaching and mentoring me. And and and, and as you're speaking, I'm thinking of my own um. Uh, ideas. I'm also thinking of my own things that I need to wrestle with within me. And I appreciate that. And I want you to continue doing that. If you may, as you wish, with your fans, folks, you have to meet her. So if you're here in Miami, and there, there's so many things that Luz is involved in. She and I are sometimes together at these things and, some, and, 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 and independently. But Luz, you know that you have a family here at Everyday Folks Radio Podcast. We're going to be posting on the website Folks, you'll know where to find her. She'll be available on all of our social media outlets as well. Um, but even more importantly, get to know her. If you can come to some of these events and really have these conversations, and if not a conversation, just watch. <laughs> watch the impact from children to adult that she makes. I think you it'll be worth your while. Luz, any final thoughts for our listeners? You know, someone who couldn't hear this podcast. They finally tuned in to the last 10 minutes or they just forwarded through because folks do that sometimes. What would you like folks to have learned or heard about you? To take the venture of discovering themselves because I think that every person is, it's like a magic universe. And sometimes we focus too much on the outside and it's 
forget to look inside. And mm-hmm. looking inside is not disconnecting. It's actually having creating a space to grow more and expand more and be more uh, even outside because whatever you do on the inside is going to be reflected on the outside. And that's, that's where I get the magic from, from my inside. I love it. Thank you so much for being mm-hmm. here. And you know, this is not going to be your last time visiting. We're going to be checking in with you for a reunion episode. And our, our listeners love reunion episodes, especially for our favorite um, guests, because there's always growth and there's always something new to learn. So you'll be back for sure with, with invitation. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for listening to Everyday Folks. I should share that we're nearing almost 300 episodes, actually. It has Congratulations. been a journey. Thank you so much. And you know, Luz, you help. It's incredible people like you who who seek us. I'm honored to have you here to really showcase your platform. It's all about you, hence our name, Everyday Folks. You know, the folks who come here and our guests like yourself are from humble beginnings. And each person has an extraordinary story and has an extraordinary gift, extraordinary gift to give to the world. Thank you for all you do. You're going to be back. And to our listeners, Thank you as well for being and listening for us wherever you are, whether you're on the gym or you're on that elliptical or you're on the bus commuting home or in the car. We thank you for your time and hope that you'll continue to listen. Subscribe today to all of our outlets. We are available everyday folks on all major podcast outlets such as Spotify, such as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. You name it, we're there. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and join us. And more importantly, if you'd like to be in touch too, uh, we're going to be posting Luz's information on our website at everydayfolksradio.com. Please go and check it out and subscribe there too. And you'll see um, the link to this show will be there as well. And of course, the social media handles and things of that too, that nature as well. And then last, if you'd like to reach me, everydayfolksradio at gmail.com is your space. So you can send me an email for any thoughts, questions, if you'd like to connect with Luz, Agu- Luz Agudelo as well, I'll be happy to bridge you to her. But more importantly, Luz, as she said, Luz Out Loud on Instagram is available for you too. Thank you, folks. And thank you, Luz, for being here and have a great day. Thank you. Mm-hmm.